Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Hour number two of Oilers Now. It's Brendan Escott, Cam Moon with you the rest of the way this week. Next week, all the way up to Friday when we get Bob back for the final show in the noon to two time slot. Oilers Now brought to you each day by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Uh, Let's get right to it here with our headliners in studio. Joining us from the Edmonton Oil Kings, we've got General Manager Kurt Hill. We've got Luke Pearson, the head coach of the program. Headliners brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It is the best you've ever had. Uh, Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. I guess I set this up a little bit poorly because we do have some breaking news on the the Edmonton Oilers front. All this that we've been talking about, Bouchard, two years uh, by 3.9, Cam. It's official. Just came across the wire, so we can we can talk about it like it's happened. <laughs> we we have figured this for a while, as we had Frank Saravalli a few days ago. Yeah. We had uh, the tweet from Elliot Friedman, and as we had said, it's just like Dickie Dunn. If he wrote it, it's got to be true. So, and it absolutely was true. So well, there, there we is. go. So uh, Bouchard, of course, out of the OHL's London Knights. We are pleased to be joined by the Oil Kings brass here in studio for the next 45 minutes or so. Uh, Kurt and, and Luke, thanks for, for jumping in here with Cam and I really appreciate it. Um, maybe to start by, uh, we'll go with Kurt saying, uh, how, how's summer been? What, what's it been like for the last couple of months here as you try and put some pieces together for the upcoming season? Yeah, it's been a uh, lot longer summer than we were used to here, mm-hmm. obviously, since uh, the last four seasons we were playing pretty deep. We had COVID, but it was, um, you know, with having not making the playoffs, it gave us a lot of a lot of time to do some other things. So um, opportunity to catch up on some projects, really dive into some in-league scouting and our, do some stuff with our prospects and really have a full summer of evaluating our roster and getting prepared for, uh, you know, what this year is going to bring. Lots of turnover expected, uh, returnees coming back. What's, what are things shaping up like so far? Well, I think, uh, you know, we're going to be talking with our players later, and Luke can talk about this a little more, but there's, you know, when, when players see the numbers, when they get to camp, there's, you know, there's a lot more guys and there are roster spots coming back. So mm-hmm. I think as an organization, it's exciting when you see something like that because it's uh, competition at camp. And, um, you know, with where we were last year, obviously, um, we don't want to see another season like that in a long time, and uh, guys got to come and earn their spots now. Luke, how's it been as far as the just the vibe from the returning players, uh, the excitement level of getting back to it, and then 
having the improvement. And as you see from players from year to year, from their 16-year-old year to 17, 17 to 18, what was the uh, kind of the, the vibe you've got from the players you've talked to as, as looking forward to this year? Yeah, I think they feel the same way we do. There's, It's been too long of a break, and they're enthusiastic and uh, I think really excited to get in and get going. And, um, you know, some of the additions that Kurt has made, have, I think, have injected some life and energy in there as well and um they, i know how much i mean guys are trying to show up early we've got a few that have already trickled into town here and they know i mean i they're very prideful people and uh, i think they they've got a chance here to make a statement that uh you know last year wasn't a lot of fun yeah well but they that's how it goes you, you, you know you guys been around the whl a long time it's you have yeah uh, you had an incredible run uh, at the top and it, and you know it ended with a WHL championship which is is great but then you have to you have to start anew as as new players come in and and have to get used to the league and and all of that uh, speaking of which uh, your uh, your import pick for this year. Uh, and what uh, what what do you expect? What do you know? Like. It, I don't know anything about him, but uh, give me the the Coles notes version. Yeah, well, with Adam Jacko, he's yeah. um, you know he's a big guy. He's already in town right now. Came oh, in early with Voitech Port. Actually, yeah. him and Voitech are are staying with Laddie Schmid right now. So we got the the Czech <laughs> house going on. It's right uh, on. yeah. So, but with with uh, Adam, you know he he's a guy that's kind of always been the top of his class and his age group. And in, in Czech, he's played in three Holinkas. Like I don't know the last time you've seen a double underager in the Holinka. Yeah, but he's done that, and he was did it for his third time this year. And that team went to the obviously the gold medal game and a real strong age group. But um, you know the, a couple things that really impressed me about Adam is he's completely fluent in English. Like he speaks the language so well. He um, presents himself extremely well off the ice. And you know he one thing with him too is he's a multi-sport athlete and we've had lots of conversation about that and he when he was 14 he had to make the decision whether he wanted to try to be a pro tennis player or a pro hockey player so he was one of the best he was the best tennis player as age group in Czech wow. so he's uh he's very impressive athlete you know um it's always a tough transition though cam you know what it's like when those guys come over here yeah um he's gonna maybe have a little bit more of a head start just with you know the overall package he's bringing over but you know it's baby steps and it's getting acclimatized to how tough our league is early on six five just about 200 pounds for him as what a no six birth year i mean obviously you're seeing the intangibles there and you know talk about the, how much easier it is for somebody of that age you know when when you don't have to worry about the language barrier i imagine that is a big difference maker well, certainly, and I think the biggest thing with that is just getting comfortable with your teammates right away, right? Yeah. Like you don't have that that awkwardness. You don't, you know, the the guys joking around with you then and all that that goes on. I think you just understand it a little bit more. And um, you know, lately we've had Czech players and uh, players from Slovakia with having Jakub Demic and Kubacek, and you know, I think the personality that uh, the players have brought. Uh, to our team from that from those countries has been outstanding and uh, it's brought uh, they understand the North American system extremely well and they have great funny personalities for the locker room so we're excited for Adam he seems like he's going to fit in well with with that same style that's got to help with the coaches too Luke when you have an import player come over that's already fluent when you're trying to explain how you want the forecheck to look or or how you want the power play when you're just uh, explaining it by drawing pictures on a whiteboard as opposed to being able to converse. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, 
there's a style of play difference that they already have to adjust to, and then the language part is is huge. And uh, you see a lot of players come over here if they sometimes they don't really hit till their second or third year in this league. And I think the majority of that isn't necessarily their ability; it's the adjustment culturally and language being first and foremost. So, I mean, Kurt mentions Jakob Demick, and I think he's a really good. I mean, he was a year older than Adam is but similarities in the the size the style of play and again with with his ability to speak the language and he's also spent a year away he played in finland so he's he's adapted to different styles of the game and um certainly from a coaching standpoint it'll be a a huge advantage chatting with uh, kurt hill and luke pierce from the oil kings Uh, let's talk for a minute about blake fiddler when that selection was made out of the u.s uh, import draft a couple of years ago i think a lot of people were excited about the potential he's coming up this year now is that correct that's correct yeah Yeah, and and as far as you know a big bodied he's a right shot defenseman i think there's a lot that you guys see in him that could be a real difference maker probably out of the gate right yeah, well, with Blake, obviously, the growing up around the game is one of the biggest things. Yeah. Like, he understands it. Uh, you know, he's been coached by by his father for so long. And, you know, I think just when you're around that environment so much, you just really naturally, uh, you know, breed wanting to be a hockey player moving forward. And he's he, he really brings that to the rink every day. His, his commitment off the ice is amazing. Like, uh, in Dallas, he works with Manny Arsenault. Um, really? As well as off ice training with them there, so there's a great relationship with Manny we have with our Oil King team now and with Blake, um, which has been fantastic. And um, yeah, with Blake, he obviously has great leadership ability too, and just being the captain of Team USA over at the Five Nations tournament. So uh, lots of excitement with him. But again, young player, um, he's probably going to have extremely high expectations for himself being mm-hmm. a first pick and coming over here and. You know, a little bit of our job is going to be to temper that and, you know, get him acclimatized to this league as well. How was it as far as recruiting? I know his dad, Vern, is, is from Edmonton. So there was always that, already, already some, uh, you know, familiar uh, as far as knowing the city and stuff. But was it uh, difficult to, as far as convincing him coming to the Western Hockey League? I would say no. Like no. at the end of the day, he wanted to play in this league, and you know I think Vern was always going to let him do what he wanted to do. It was going to be his decision, which which is great. And you know I think one thing is that Vern coached in Kelowna for for two seasons, right? So Blake got to yeah. move back to Kelowna. He got to grow up around the league that way. So it wasn't like he was completely foreign to it himself. Uh, but conversations from day one were with Blake as I want to play in the league, and Vern was I was going to support what he wants to do. Uh, nothing wrong with that. I like that. As far as... Um, I like it. You know, yeah, I'm thinking about trying to like introduce what Oil Kings hockey is from one generation to the next. And when you're sort of in the, I guess, the upswing or, or starting out in the part of the cycle where uh, you're not chasing that championship down, I wonder, you know, who you guys are leaning on in the room and maybe you have a, a better first-hand account to this, Luke, being the, behind the bench and that sort of thing. But um, who did you notice last year was really part of like what... What oil kings meant and and can mean moving forward a leader of the group something like that well i think it it starts first and foremost with rhett melnick that we you know we named our captain midway through the season and um you know being a, a fort saskatchewan kid i think he you know he had a good understanding of what oil kings hockey and, and oil kings culture was about and even though he had played in other places in the league and coming here you could tell right away how much pride he took and um, not just the way we play on the ice, but everything we do off of it and how we treat people and treat each other. And 
um, he was a pretty easy, you know, uh, pick as our captain, and I think really well supported by a good young group. And that was, I think, one of the largest challenges for us last year is you had a, a real fresh group of young leaders that that process takes time. And we were very spoiled here for for many years with the types of people that uh, Kurt and the staff had brought in and we were able to develop. So um, bringing in a, you know, a player like Mark Lajois, who's another local yeah. player, and uh, that's the type of person that we've always wanted to have around our group, and I think he'll really help with the growth of our young leaders in the Gavin Hodnets and the Cole Millers and Reese Petersons, all those guys. Like we have a, I think a glut of of strong young leaders coming. Yeah, and I, I would think with uh, the addition of Lachois with that experience that he has in the WHL was in four years already under his belt. That uh, to bring that into a, a dressing room with players that are either new to the league or only a year under their belt in the league that's got to be tremendous I, it was a fantastic addition and you know I think Kurt has a real strong understanding of how hard it is to be a defenseman in this league and we saw that last year with the young players we brought through I mean mentioning Blake Fiddler it's as elite as Blake is and you know we watched Caden Gooley at 16 in this league and he was a 6-7 defenseman yeah. and he might be one of the best we've seen in a long time so you know, they're, you'll have the Connor Bedards in the league as a forward, but you very rarely see them as defensemen because it's just such a challenging position. And um, bringing in a guy like Mark to, to help mentor what's surrounded by a very young group, I think will pay massive dividends, not just this year, but uh, in the future for us. And nice for a coach to be able to lean on that uh, when you're playing against a team that throws a top line out there to be able to get those minutes out of him in those types of games. Absolutely. I mean, I was spoiled as an assistant coach having the decor that we had in those <laughs> championship-type years, and you always knew when the games got down to it, you could you could lean on those guys. And I think for Serge and for our team last year, it was it was tough. You were trying to protect some young players and their their mentality, and at the end of the day, they still had to go out there against the Bedards and... Uh, there wasn't a lot of fun for them. It's got to be a challenge for you, Kurt, in trying to figure out as you're recouping some of the assets by moving out your veteran players in a year like last year. You know how how much is too much to part with in terms of, I guess, the fabric of the team or the dressing room. You know, you want to keep something around that's going to uh, keep structure. As I was sort of alluding to, you know, have some semblance of what Oil Kings hockey is, and uh, and still trying to you know rebuild the program as well. So I look at Jackson Weeb getting moved out, of course, as part of the cycle and you know Dalhaniak for example as well so it, it couldn't have been an easy choice for you picking uh, the deals that you were going to have to make in that sense to um, y- you know remove some of that veteran help I guess from the roster. Yeah you know it was interesting like the it, just the way the injuries lined up it almost felt like we were we were kind of behind the eight ball no matter what already and when we moved a guy out another guy had come back um, and in all of our deals we pretty much got players back like that was one of the biggest things last year um, we really wanted to get a, a contributing player, whether that was going to be last year contribute or we felt was going to be a big piece this year. Mm-hmm. And pretty much in all of our deals, with the exception of the Gunther deal where we got a prospect back, um, we we were able to do that. So that was really important. And some of the 20-year-olds, like when we brought Noah Boyko in, again, he was a guy that is from the area, had a lot of pride to be here. Uh, we were able to get Loic Digg to come from the QMJHL. So we, we did try to still bring in some of that veteran leadership to help those young guys but I mean at the end of the day those guys that we moved on from they're exceptional people exceptional players in the league so 
it, there was a lot of uh, very emotional days at the rink, for sure, from the staff and player perspective. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's never easy, especially when you've got a player that's been with you three or four years and you know, is very much invested in the program. Yeah, those those are tough days for sure. Uh, looking ahead to this season, I know Gavin Hodnett had a you know, really good rookie season with the Oil Kings. I know every game that I went to, you, you really noticed them. There's some dynamic offensive talent there. Uh, Luke, going into year two for him, well, what do you see? Yeah, it's an important year for Gavin, obviously, and I think it's, you know, Kurt mentioned a little bit about tempering expectations with Blake, and it's not that we want to temper expectations for Gavin. I think it's just helping him understand that uh, we we know the pressures that he's going to face. Um you know, as a first-year guy, you kind of have a bit of a freebie and you can just go and play free. And you see it in the NHL as well with guys in their second years. They have this weight of expectation. So helping him manage that, I think he's been surrounded by some really good players that will help. Um, but Gavin's such a uh, – he's just such a keen student of the game that I think he'll he'll always try and find ways to master, um, you know, whatever challenges he faces. But he was – we tried really hard to protect him last year and it got to a point where you're just like there's no point let's just let him go (laughs) yeah he's out there against other teams top lines 20 year olds that are you know 50 pounds heavier than he is and he just was always trying to find ways so um we know there's probably going to be some blips for him early on but it's just helping support him through that and be patient with that 12 goals and 43 points to lead the Oil Kings in scoring last year at just 16 years old for Gavin Hodnett. We'll dig uh, even deeper into the Edmonton Oil Kings. We've got Luke Pierce and Kurt Hill here in studio today on Oilers Now. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, we're talking Edmonton Oil Kings. We've got the general manager and head coach in studio today. Our headliners brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. So uh, looking ahead to uh, some of the highlights of this upcoming season, we've talked about Blake Fiddler, who's a name we've known for a couple of years. Now we're finally going to get to see him up here. Uh, Gavin Hodnett, certainly after leading last year, uh, the team in scoring, that's a name that you'll want to know heading into this season. Um, any other names that you guys are looking at uh, that you know people might not know about quite yet that are in line for a step forward, something along those lines? Luke, I'll, I'll pose that to you first. There's always names, but I think the big theme of the team this year is going to be the depth 
And I mean, I think up mm-hmm. front, especially, we've got you know the potential for four lines to to contribute regularly. I think you look at similar to like a Vegas model where they just keep coming, yeah. and that is going to be you know what uh, what leads to to massive improvements for a group. If if we don't achieve that, I don't see our improvements being as good. But there are you know the Aiden Litkey. I mean, another. You know, new addition in the offseason, 20-year-old veteran forward that's played in a really good program in Portland. Like, we're excited for what he's going to bring to our group. And then just the continued growth and development of the Cole Millers, the John Zabos, the Dawson Seitz that have been in our program for a while and I think um, starting to hit their stride at 18. Will it be, uh, I guess, extra important preseason for you as far as evaluation from the coaching, from the coaching staff of, and like Kurt had said earlier, this a lot of players there's only so many spots uh this preseason you guys will uh will be i guess really dialed in on what's happening on the ice yeah there'll be a certainly a sense of urgency there from a staff and a player standpoint because as you know in the cycles you always have some preseasons you have half your rosters gone to the nhl camps and it's just about getting through those couple weeks and you don't get a chance to lay down your foundations or anything because half your team's gone. Whereas now, like, we're all here. You know, we'll have um, Nathan Pilling, Mark Lajoie, and uh, Votech Port gone to NHL camps, but that's, you know, the core of our roster is all going to be here. So we've got to get up and running, and, and we'll we'll use that time. Speaking of Nathan Pilling, I know he got hurt uh, late, late in the season last year, but prior to that, at least when I was there, thought he brought a little something on the ice as far as uh, getting into the face of the opposition and playing a physical game. Absolutely. I mean, he had a really impressive training camp in, in Calgary at their development camp, so I know they're really keen to have him back, and it's great for Nathan. And, you know, felt, I mean, it was just one of those years for us, those types of injuries seemed to happen, and uh, a really big piece in the Dahania trade that uh, that was made. And um, he's got NHL speed, NHL size, and, you know, he's, uh, he's starting to put it together, so... Um, high hopes for him. I, I, yeah, I would think so. Uh, I, looking at the preseason, I know you guys are playing in in Grand Cash for a couple, and and one at uh, Enoch Cree Nation as well. So that's, that's right. it's a bit of a tour. It's you guys are like a rock band, like you're touring right across <laughs> Alberta here. So uh, yeah, tell me a bit about uh, the games coming up. Yeah, you know, I think. Um, you know the Enoch one. That's a great relationship. Now that we're going to start this season, you know Calgary's done a done a great job with the communities uh, near near Calgary. So Enoch's right here. We're going to to try to start to to build that relationship moving forward a little bit more with the Oil Kings, and we're going to have that game out there. And then, you know, the Grand Cash we, uh, situation. A couple years ago, we went to Dawson Creek and we played two games against PG and. Um, you know, Mark Lamb and I were chatting again, and it's like, well, let's let's try to do this thing again in a new community. And um, there was lots of talks with Jasper, and they were actually getting a new ice plant put in this way this this year, like right right, right around now. It wasn't going to work. Um, and then we just started looking at some alternative options with Kevin Radomski and awesome. um, Grand Cash was all over it. So there, we're going up there. We're playing two games. Um, they're having a banquet. We're doing a lot of uh, community outreach with um, you know old folks' homes, um, the, their minor hockey association. So it's going to be a, a great weekend up there uh, for evaluation, but more. Um, more to the point, it's going to be a great weekend for them to raise all the money's going back to their minor hockey up there. So it's going to be an awesome for us to go up there and give them something they don't have ever 
and um, obviously help them fundraise for their minor hockey. That's great stuff. We'll uh, put a bookmark in this conversation. We'll come back to it after Randy Kilburn brings you the global news headlines. Much more coming up with Oil Kings GM Kurt Hill and head coach uh, Luke Pierce when we come back on Oilers Now.